0: It means to me to be able to prioritize what is the most important thing for me to do today or at any given hour. And if I have somebody waiting for a piece of work, that's my priority. If it's something that I want to do that isn't being expected at a particular time by anybody, I squeeze that in around the stuff I have to do.
2: Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresham from the IMCEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Marianne Zola of the book Romance in the Dog: The Struggle to Make a Pound Dog Happy in Beverly Hills. Marianne, it's great to have you on the show.
0: It's great to be here, Gresham. Thank you so much for having me
2: super excited to have you on as well. And thank you for you know coming on the show. And what I wanted to do was just read a little bit more about Marianne so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Marianne has always been a writer and an animal lover. Her first writing was poetry until she began writing screenplays and sitcoms. Eventually, she wrote her first book, All the Good Ones Are Married, which became a lifetime movie. And along the way, she began producing with a vampire movie. And for the last few years, a show on the shelter dogs entitled Shelter Me. Her second book is Romancing the Dog, The Struggle, To make a pound dog happy in Beverly Hills. Marion, great to have you on the show. You ready to speak to the IMCO community?
0: Yes, thank you. Thank you.
2: Awesome. Well, let's do it then. So, to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit. I know I touched on it a little bit. Hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CO story.
0: When my uh, dog Chips died, the book was really my obituary to him. But along the way, the book actually has a lot of information about what happens when a dog gets cancer and, and what to do about various problems that come up. And people seem to really enjoy it. I have been lucky enough to get all five-star reviews on Amazon. And it was a bestseller on Amazon when it came out. So I'm very blessed to have that. But more importantly is the message that a lot of people don't know that there's a lot of deception and advertising about dogs. Um, I'm a big proponent of adopting. Why not give a, a home to a homeless animal that's going to be killed in many instances at the shelter if they don't get adopted? And people think, oh, the dogs in the shelter must have some problem. It's not true. Most of the problems are with with the owners. Or the owners got too old and sick to take care of them. Or they had to move to someplace where they couldn't take them. It's nothing to do with the quality of the dog. In in 99.9% of cases, they're great dogs. All of my dogs were in a shelter at some point. And my current dog I adopted when she was 10. She's now 15. She's a great dog. And for older people, there's nothing better than adopting an older dog because they're in the same boat. They move a little slower. They don't run as much. Um, They know the ropes. The animals are almost always housebroken. And it's not a 15-year commitment like it is with a puppy. But As far as puppies go, the tragedy is that most people are buying dogs from puppy mills without realizing it because of the deceptive advertising. And I would love to tell your audience a little more about where to get a puppy if they feel they have to get a puppy, something I would never do. I don't wanna go through all that hassle. And also I wanna give them a home tour a homeless animal. But um, if they really want to get a puppy, do not buy it from the internet, please. They are supporting puppy mills, which are horrible places where the poor animals don't ever get out of their cages. They have very little human contact. They do not get medical care and they're horribly treated. They are just breeding machines and when they're too old to breed they get killed so you don't want to support this there are a lot of them in pennsylvania i'm sorry to say the amish are proponents of puppy mills if you want a puppy and you want to get it from a legitimate breeder get it in your own state where you can visit the breeder the puppy mill people advertise themselves as breeders but they're not legitimate breeders you can also get a list from the humane society but there's a wonderful website called pupquest.com which uh, lists a lot of the things i'm telling you about the criteria for buying a puppy a legitimate breeder wants you to come to see their setup they breed the dogs in their own home. They're usually very knowledgeable about the breed. And they check out the owners. They have the dogs have been examined by licensed veterinarians. They're inoculated. They are often fixed, or if they're too young, they should be fixed at about six months. But they are proud of their dogs. They are really dog lovers, these legitimate breeders. So if you want to buy a puppy, make sure it's in your own state. Uh, If you want to adopt, there's a wonderful website called PetFinder.com. You can put in whatever you want, and they will tell you where the dogs that match your search are located in your area. That is not for breeders. That's for adoptions. PetFinder.com for adoptions. PupQuest for buying puppies.
2: Awesome. Well, I, I truly appreciate you sharing that, and I think so many times, you know, we forget that knowledge is power. And a lot of times, as somebody who rescued a puppy, um, it definitely is. Uh, hopefully, a 15-year commitment. It is definitely a, a a long-term commitment. But I think just having that opportunity to have that knowledge and information, a lot of times, people may not know what they don't know. And I love that you've been able to kind of you know provide us with that information. Is that a little of like what you cover as well in your book, or could you tell us a little bit more about your book, what you're covering there, and, and what you feel kind of sets that book apart and makes it such a great book and, and haven't been a bestseller.
0: Well, really, the Romancing the Dog is a story of my husband and my relationship with this dog, which had a lot of humor besides a lot of love. And along the way, you learn different things about what happens if your dog happens to bite someone or gets lost. I mean, there's lots of, information, you know, one of the things around here and a lot of suburbs where people have backyards uh, where they should not leave their animals to be stolen or get out, they shouldn't leave them alone really. Um, A gardener or pool man in a place like this might inadvertently leave a gate open, then the dogs get out. And if they're not microchipped or tagged They get lost. People go frantic looking for their dogs. And if people would only microchip them and tag them with their name and address and phone number, they have a much better chance of getting the animal back. Of course, animals are stolen. And I don't even want to say what happens to some of them, but please don't leave your animals vulnerable alone where they can be taken. And please tell all pool men and gardeners to close gates, doors, etc. Kids also leave doors open. Sometimes we found a dog who walked out of his house when the kids left and left the doors open. So you have to be very careful. It's like having an infant. You have to make sure that they're safe. Um, during the pandemic, there was in the last year and a half, two years, there's been a tremendous demand for puppies. And people again, don't know where they're buying them from. A lot of them were shipped from out of, out of the country. And now 113 countries have been banned from selling dogs to the United States because they did not have rabies. They falsified the rabies vaccination certificates. So all these terrible things can happen if you buy a dog from somewhere else. If you want to buy a puppy, make sure it's in your state and you went to see it, where it comes from, and who's selling it. That information, again, is on pupquest.com. If you want to adopt, which I hope everybody in your audience will like to do go to petfinder.com or the local shelter. The series Shelter Me, which I co-produce is about the great value of shelter dogs. You know, Gresham, some of these dogs have become search and rescue dogs, seeing eye dogs, drug sniffing dogs. So clearly there's nothing wrong with the dogs there. It's just that people are not adopting enough of them.
2: I love those because those are kind of nuggets, um, which might be like kind of advice driven things that people can kind of learn from. So what what makes you um, understand or what has made you kind of see that those are two really strong businesses that, you know, could really be started and could be really profitable for people?
0: Well, they're not complicated. They don't require a degree. And I know people who are making very good money at these businesses. So I I suggest suggested only for that reason. I mean, Someone in your audience may be interested in starting a little business, and it doesn't have to be full time. Those are Mm -hmm. two businesses you can do part time while you're going to school. Um, As I say, as long as you love animals. Now, the dog grooming, uh, you could either get a job as a dog groomer somewhere to learn the trade, and then you can have your own business.
2: So what would you consider to be what I like to call a CEO hack? So this could be like an app, a book, or a habit that you have. But what's something that makes you more effective and efficient?
0: I'm involved with a lot of projects and a lot of things. And uh, I wish I were more efficient. But in order
2: to
0: (laughs) decide what to pay attention to at any given moment, I try to figure out what is the most important thing to do now that has a time element. And obviously, doing this radio show, I can't do it any time I want. I have to do it at the exact time and hour appointed. Likewise, if I'm turning in a piece of work to a producer, I have to do it when I know he's interested and expects it to be finished in a timely manner. I may be writing something else that I'm very interested in but it's not finished, I have to pay attention to the projects that have some interest now and put the other ones on the back burner until I have time. And I just try to, uh, with all the stuff that comes your way, whether in email or uh, texts or whatever, I try to prioritize and say, well, What's the most important thing to do now? And try to yeah. sneak in some exercise every day, too.
2: Um, I wanted to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping our different quote-unquote CEOs on this show. So, Marion, what does being a CEO mean to you?
0: Uh, again, it means to me to be able to prioritize what is the most important thing For me to do today or at any given hour. And if I have somebody waiting for a piece of work, that's my priority. If it's something that I want to do that isn't being expected at a particular time by anybody, I squeeze that in around the stuff I have to do.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I truly appreciate you know, that definition. I'm so sorry to hear about your your husband and and you know I, I know you definitely, you know, miss him and and but I, I love that you know you've been able to kind of it sounds like through your book and everything you're doing, you know, keep his spirit alive as well, too, and his memory and everything he's done to kind of contribute to you. So I, I appreciate you continuing to kind of you know create projects and create those opportunities because I'm sure he's he's very happy to 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 have been a part of your life as well.
0: I'm sure you're um your audience has a lot of business people in it and business oriented people. And it's great to make money because you can do what you want and you can also give to causes that are important to you. Thanks to my husband, we were able to start a, a little charitable foundation. So I can support a lot of animal organizations that are trying to relieve suffering And this is a wonderful benefit. If you make money in business, you're able to give more to charity. And that's a great feeling. You can do some things for people or animals that you couldn't do before. And that is great. That is a wonderful feeling.
2: Absolutely. Well, Marion, I truly appreciate that.
0: I I hope, Gresham that people might go to, to amazon and look at the reviews of the book
2: if they are interested
0: and or if they want to contact me or read my blog it's on romancingthedog.com i have a lot of information about animals there
2: Awesome! 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 Yes, we'll definitely have the links and information in the show notes as well, so that everybody can, you know, get in touch with you and get a hold with you. I truly appreciate you for taking some time out. Of course, you know, for all the awesome work you're doing, and especially that reminder as well too. I think so many times that we forget that, um, you know, the the money and time and the resources that we have are are a lot of times tools by which we can make an impact in so many different ways. So I love you and your late husband have been able to kind of make that impact, and it's great reminder for us to do that as well. So thank you so much for doing that, reminding us of that. Of course, taking some time out with us today.
1: Thank you for listening to the IMCEO Podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. IMCEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the IMCEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr.